Every day, our world gets a little more connected, but a little further apart. But then, there are moments that remind us to be more human. Thank you for calling Amica Insurance. Hey, uh, I was just in an accident. Don't worry, we'll get you taken care of. At Amica, we understand that looking out for each other isn't new or groundbreaking. It's human. Amica, empathy is our best policy. You can make money the hard way becoming a bullfighter. Or save money the easy way with Xfinity Mobile. It sure beats making money as a human cannonball. Now through March 21st, learn how existing Xfinity customers can get a free line of unlimited intro for a year when they buy one unlimited line. That's hundreds of dollars in savings on your wireless bill. Visit XfinityMobile.com today. Restrictions apply. Xfinity Mobile requires Xfinity Internet. Reduced speeds after 20 gigabytes of usage per line. Data thresholds may vary. If you look at moms who are caring for children today, presently, Mm -hmm. Compared to 50 years ago, mm-hmm. we spend way more time actively parenting our kids than moms did 40 or 50 years ago, mm-hmm. which you would think is the other way around, right? Because mm-hmm. everyone's so busy and so mm-hmm. many women are working. But a lot of women, even if they weren't working, they weren't actively engaged in childcare. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's not like moms 50 years ago were braiding their daughter's hair all the time and teaching them Latin. Mm-hmm. They were like literally locking their kids outside and saying, come home when the streetlight comes on. Mm-hmm. True. But we, ha- we have this, like, I think a lot of it is also kind of social media fueled pressure mm-hmm. to be perfect moms. And mm-hmm. we think we need to be like doting on our kids every mm-hmm. second. If we take any time away from them, it's time lost. It can never be regained. Mm-hmm. And of course, no wonder we're feeling bad, but right. we're feeling guilty for not living up to some standard that literally has never been there. You're listening to She with Jordan Lee Dooley, a personal development podcast for the everyday woman. Come invited, leave ignited. Here's your host, Jordan Lee Dooley. Welcome back to She. Hey, Jordan. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. I'm so ha- I'm so happy you're here. And also, I'm pretty sure this is the third time I've had you on. Like, you never get old. You, it's so fun to have you on the show. I'm like, yes, please bring Allie back to She. <laughs> we always have such good conversations. And I feel like every topic we cover is such a good one. So we're going to talk about this idea of like remaining you while raising them. So this is going to be a little bit more of a motherhood focused episode. But I think before we dive into the questions I have, I'd love if you can share a little of your background and what led you to write your newest book, Remaining You While Raising Them. Yeah. So I'm, of course, an author and an entrepreneur. I'm My claim to fame is I have survived having five sons. <laughs> I have five sons and a grown stepdaughter. Mm-hmm. And for years and years and years as an author and as an entrepreneur who's balancing a lot of things, everyone said, when are you going to write on motherhood? And I said, oh, absolutely not. Like, I'm not going to write about mm-hmm. motherhood. I'm not going to write about marriage because I felt like whatever you write about, like, if it's motherhood, your kids will be in prison. If it's marriage, <laughs> your marriage will blow up, right? I don't want to jinx myself. Yeah. But now that three of my boys are officially adults, mm-hmm. I really went through a five-year span where so many people came to me and said, we really need you to talk about this. Will mm-hmm. you think about it? And it, it's just me kind of putting on my big girl pants and going, okay, I, I think after being a mom for 24 years, mm-hmm. I think I have something to say. Mm-hmm. So it seems like this is the book that I was always meant to write. Yeah. And I'm really, really excited to get it out to the world. Uh, well, I love the, the title of it too, and the concept, because you know there's a lot of, of books on motherhood 
that are, you know, like, here's a guide on how to be a mom, right? But I think what's really important about this is this concept of remaining you because so much of motherhood is focused on them, which is important. But I think it's so common. And I'm, I already just as a new mom started to feel like, how do you like focus on the things that you need to, to fill your cup? Like this is an interesting balance, especially when you have littles, but just in general, right? Cause your whole life could become your kids so quickly. And so I just think this idea of like speaking to the mom heart on how do you remain you while you're prioritizing and raising them is such a important angle to discuss motherhood from. And I don't think it's talked about enough. Oh, no. And here's what's crazy. So I love research and I sent out this massive survey and I was asking all about mom guilt and all these other things. But the most interesting thing that came out of that survey is I asked over a thousand women what motherhood books they have read and enjoyed. Mm -hmm. Nobody could give me any motherhood book. They all said parenting book. And most of the women left a comment back and said, I felt worse after I read that book than before I started. Yeah, because it's telling you all the things that you should be doing and are doing wrong. Yeah. (laughs) Or I couldn't even get through it because I felt like a failure as a mother. And Mm -hmm. I was like, this is the problem. Not only do we abandon ourselves in the process of mothering our children, Mm -hmm. we have been listening to a lot of garbage advice and books Mm -hmm. telling us that we have to be superhuman levels. Mm -hmm. And then we have social media on top of it. It's no wonder women feel that just mm-hmm. walking around feeling like we're not enough all the time mm-hmm. when we're actually amazing mothers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so fascinating. But I totally believe it because so many, like you said, parenting books are giving you how to's and things that you can do to be a better parent and how you can not ruin your child. And then when you're like, oh, crap, I didn't do that for the last four years. Of course, you're going to feel terrible, you know, and it's like, I think there's value in having some guiding principles and some tools that could be helpful. But the problem is when that's the majority of what you're reading, it makes sense why people feel like I can't do this. I've been, or I've already failed. I've already messed up my kids or whatever. So yeah, I mean, I think that leads right into the next thing I want to talk about, which is, I know you talk about how modern motherhood is broken and can break women. So can you dig into what that means and how it has impacted not just your life, but also the lives of a lot of other moms? Yeah. I mean, so much of it comes down to mom guilt. Uh-huh. So when I put that survey out to everyone, I wanted to figure out, like, we all know modern motherhood is broken. Mm-hmm. Like the, the expectations are just endless for women. We always feel like we're not doing enough. We feel like we've screwed up our kids when our child isn't even born yet, you know? <laughs> and when I was quizzing everyone on, like, what are some of the biggest causes of mom guilt? The number one biggest cause it wasn't us. It wasn't our mother-in-law. It wasn't our partner. It was social media. Yeah, I bet. And I realized like, not only do we have this culture of the parenting books and the parenting experts and mm-hmm. do this and do that and do mm-hmm. this. We also have all of the images from, you know, families and women and kids who spend hours posing and taking pictures mm-hmm. and portraying like, this is everyday life mm-hmm. when really everyday life when you're raising kids is like, I mean, it's a disaster, like dinner's overflowing and your child's crying and the dog is thrown up on the carpet, Mm -hmm. you know, and it leads women to think, oh, everybody else has the secret formula Mm -hmm. for motherhood, but I'm not getting it right. Mm -hmm. When the truth is the expectations that are put on women are superhuman and that they have broken us. Mm -hmm. And as soon as we start having these conversations to go, actually, this is what's realistic and this is what works and arm ourselves with that. So mm-hmm. not only is this book, you know, full of my stories and stories from other women, it's very, very research heavy. There's 12 pages of footnotes in here mm-hmm. because I wanted to get into what are the studies that have been done for decades mm-hmm. that show what matters and what doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And what's really shocking 
is in the first couple of years of your baby's life, you can make over a thousand different decisions for your baby's life. Most of those, as based on research from studying kids from when they're time their babies to adults, mm-hmm. most of those don't really matter in adulthood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But women are kind of fooled on TikTok and Instagram and blog posts mm-hmm. and books to believe the lie that every single thing we do is the end of the world. Yeah. We can't live under that stress. Yeah. Yeah, it's so true. And you're right. I mean, and that's what's so like tricky about social media too, because it's like on the one hand, let's say you're the one posting something about your family or whatever. Most people don't want to be posting their child when they're having a breakdown, right? For the sake of the exactly. child. And we want to honor <laughs> yeah. them as an individual as well. But then it unfortunately creates this view of like, yeah, it's all happy, smiling photos and we're all just thriving, you know? And it's like, it's just this yeah. catch 22 because it's like, what do you do? You know, and I can just, it's such a, and there's, you know, and it's tricky because it's like, yeah, there's things you can learn on social media. But then when you're just constantly like, learning about all these, whether it's gentle parenting or non-toxic parenting or this study, it's like, there's constantly a different like pool or a category you could be learning about. And it just can constantly make you feel like you're not doing enough. So, I mean, I totally believe that. And it's just fascinating the way that not only does that fuel that mom guilt and that sense of not doing enough, but then on top of that, this like almost unrealistic expectation that you're supposed to be superwoman and do it all, you know, it's like, I don't know. I, I think it's just important to speak into that consistently because we can get so tied up in it subconsciously. Like, I don't think we're actively going and looking for things to yeah. compare ourselves to. It's just like, oh, that's a reminder of something else I'm not doing, you know? But yeah, that's, yeah, I'm, that's so good. Okay. So something else I want to touch on is this idea of motherhood burnout. I know you talk about this in your book, you call it the mother mm-hmm. load, which I love the way you call it that. So what does this phrase describe? Let's dig into this a little bit and kind of talk about it. Yeah. Okay. So there's this phrase that's really common called the mental load. And the Uh mental load is everything that women carry. It is thinking about like, when did I go to the doctor last? And Uh what am I planning for my mother-in-law's birthday? And what about teacher gifts? And when does the dog go to the vet? Oh, and this and all of the things. I don't know how it is Uh with you guys, but at least in my house, my husband is not remembering all the little things, Mm -hmm. right? Like that is my mental load. Mm -hmm. It's what wakes us up at 2 a.m. going, did the dog have like heartworm medicine last mm-hmm. month? I don't even remember. I got to mm-hmm. do this. And when you combine that with motherhood, it's just overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And so it's the mental load and it turns into what I call the mother load. Mm-hmm. And so women are walking around all of the time, just kind of going over all of these responsibilities in our head all the time. I mean, for you, I can only imagine what kind of mental load you have right now, getting ready to have the baby with a baby everything with the household. What does that look like for you? (laughs) Uh, Trying to function. (laughs) No, I mean, it's true. I mean, it's funny because I feel like there's almost like, I feel like I have so many, I have to write things down because otherwise I just forget them. And I've started to notice, I'm like, wow, I have, I need to write thank you cards for my shower. I need to do -hmm. certain finalization things for adoption. I need to prep for postpartum. I need to prep for birth. I need to pack a hospital bed. Like there's just like 7,000 different categories. And then like you said, basic stuff, like house cleaning dog, like random getting groceries, like what are we eating for dinner? Like that's always a last minute decision lately. Whereas before I used to be so ahead and prepared, you know, so it's just this interesting, like there are so many categories in each category. There are so many small little things that I don't want to forget to do. You know, they're all important and I like to be ahead of things and prepared, but it's been really interesting learning like, okay, what are the things I have to let go a little bit, you know, or where can I like, where can I release some of this? Because I can't remember to do it all. And I don't have the capacity to do it all. Totally. So one thing that we did, we really wanted to give women great tools uh-huh. on how to manage the the mother load. Uh-huh. 
So it really comes down to learning how to communicate effectively mm-hmm. and asking for help and, and learning how to give yourself permission to say to your partner or other people in your family, hey, this is what I need. Mm-hmm. I need you to do X, Y, and Z. Because there's something just inside of us as women. I don't know why it is, but we just forget that we don't have to do everything on our own, Mm -hmm. you know, and like lowering, especially for a limited amount of time, like a season of life, kind of lowering those expectations of how things have to be done. Here's Mm -hmm. the story. Mm -hmm. My first cousin, every time I go stay at her house, I do not load her dishwasher, even though I'm a guest, it would be nice of me to load her dishwasher. Mm -hmm. She has a lot of kids. I have a lot of kids. Because only she knows how to load it right, mm-hmm. right? And because, and even her husband will say, oh, I don't touch the dishwasher because I'll do it wrong. He's kind of made this situation in her house where she's the only one who loads the dishwasher. Hmm. It's like she's increasing the load and the burden on her shoulders because it has to be done a specific way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And especially when we're in a season of raising kids and we have so much on our shoulders, mm-hmm. sometimes we just have to say good enough is great. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, one thing one thing we did in the audible version of the book is we gave like scripts that women could say mm-hmm. to their spouse, mm-hmm. to other people in the family. So if you had to have the conversation to take some of the burden off your shoulders and have other people pick up part of that mental load, mm-hmm. we actually gave you language to use, which is really, really helpful. Mm, I love that. That's, yeah. I feel like because that's the biggest hurdle. It's like, how do I even ask for this? Or how do I even start this conversation or change the way things have been in my household because it needs to change? Yeah. Or sometimes like we've been so frustrated that everything has been on our shoulders mm-hmm. that we've been kind of stuffing our emotions. And for a lot of women, it's scary to even start the conversation because mm-hmm. it's easy to get in a big argument. Mm-hmm. So like having language to use will help you have that without it turning into a big blow up. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. I love that. Can you tell us where do people find that? You said that's the, is that an audible? You said something with audible and I feel like my brain just Yeah, like, it's, yeah, we did a special. <laughs> I'm like trying to remember everything. Bonus. Okay. We did a special bonus in the audible okay. version of the book because we were like this, this could almost be like a whole new section of the book, but mm-hmm. we, we wanted to be able to talk about it and to give women language so then they could go, oh, this is perfect. I'll just use those words. Gotcha. Take them myself. That. Okay. I'll yeah. be, I'll be listening to the audio version then. Great. <laughs> For, <laughs> so another question I want to ask is just this idea of losing yourself or kind of losing your, yeah. you know, individuality or sense of identity, because I know for many moms, especially new moms with young children that are just completely dependent, it can be really easy to feel like you lose a little bit of your identity or yourself in your mothering role. So what do you suggest women do to help themselves thrive as a person and as a parent? Yeah, this I actually partnered with a psychologist on this book as mm-hmm. my mental health consultant because mm-hmm. I wanted to be like, hey, I know my story, but mm-hmm. let me let me make sure, you know, mm-hmm. everything is correct. Mm-hmm. And one thing she taught me that was really eye-opening is that when we have young children, especially newborns, mm-hmm. you know, uh, having such a tiny baby right now, mm-hmm. it is almost like you are the same person. And then you mm-hmm. also are pregnant now. So you're literally the same person. I'm like three and person, one right now. It's right? great. <laughs> you're, you're three people in one. Yeah. And so there's not much differentiation, mm-hmm. right? You know, there's there's always a baby attached to you and there's a baby inside of you. Yep. But as our kids are born and get older and they really need to differentiate from us, not only mm-hmm. for them, but for us. And differentiation is that process of you and the child realizing like, oh, we are different people. Mm-hmm. We're we're great together, but we're different people. 
And when we don't mentally differentiate from our children, we remain almost too mentally caught up in them. And we forget to think of ourselves as separate. Yeah. And we think of ourselves just as an extension of our kids. And when we mm-hmm. do that, we're not honoring who we are. Mm-hmm. We are not making sure that we're, you know, we're working if we want to work or if we're doing our hobbies, if we want to work or we're seeing girlfriends mm-hmm. or we're going out for a walk. We stay so focused on that baby all the time to an unhealthy way. Mm-hmm. We don't even, we don't even check in on ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, and again, when Babies are little, of course, there's no differentiation. Mm -hmm. It happens really slowly over time. Mm -hmm. So by the time that child is in preschool or in daycare or going off to school, we're doing a lot of things for ourselves, Mm -hmm. self-care and hobbies, just to make ourselves happy. But we have to kind of pull ourselves back from getting all consumed with kids. Yeah, it's so true. Did you see? My new book, Embrace Your Almost, is officially out in the world, and I can't believe it's available to you anywhere books are sold. You can grab it from Amazon or Target or Barnes & Noble or Books A Million. There's some special editions out there, too. Target has an exclusive edition. Barnes & Noble and Books A Million both have signed editions. And you can also get it at local independent bookstores. Anywhere books are sold, you should be able to find it. So if you are walking through a season of unmet expectations or disappointment or broken dreams or waiting or uncertainty, this book will bless your life. If you are not in one of those seasons, but you're just not entirely sure what's next for you, this book will bless your life. And if you have a loved one or a friend or a sister who's walking through a season like that, who's dealing with unmet expectations or broken dreams or uncertainty or waiting, this book will be such a great gift for her or something to pass on to her. So if that sounds like something you need or something a loved one in your life needs, grab a copy. Grab a copy from Amazon. Grab a copy from Barnes & Noble, from Target, from anywhere books are sold. I cannot wait to hear what you think. And I cannot wait to not only get this message in your hands, but also for you to pass on this message and share it because I believe it's more than a message. It's a movement. So as you listen, as you go about your day, I would love for you to put it in order, grab a copy and start reading as soon as it arrives at your door. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a house. It's your home, the place that's filled with memories. The early days of figuring it out to the later years of still figuring it out. For the place you've put down roots, trust Amica Home Insurance. Amica, empathy is our best policy. With two little kids, I do most of my shopping online now, but it can be so hard to shop for things like clothes online because I never know if I'm getting good quality until it arrives. The game changer, upgrading to high quality, affordable pieces from Quince. Now I have luxury essentials that transition from one occasion to the next, and I stayed on budget. Quince has so many options to choose from, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50-80% to less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. One of my favorite items from Quince is the silk pajamas I got. They are so high quality, luxury pajamas, but not at a luxury price tag. And I just feel like they don't even compare to some of the other pajamas that I have bought online or that I've bought um, just at various different stores. And like these are 
incredible. <laughs> Indulge in affordable luxury by going to quince.com slash she for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's com slash she to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash she. You can make money the hard way becoming a bullfighter or save money the easy way with Xfinity Mobile. It sure beats making money as a human cannonball. Now through March 21st, learn how existing Xfinity customers can get a free line of unlimited intro for a year when they buy one unlimited line. That's hundreds of dollars in savings on your wireless bill. Visit XfinityMobile.com today. Restrictions apply. Xfinity Mobile requires Xfinity Internet. Reduce speeds after 20 gigabytes of usage per line. Data thresholds may vary. Thrive Market is a go-to for all your grocery and household essentials, and the convenience of getting everything online then quickly shipped to your doorstep is a huge time saver. Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories, and you can use their on-site filters to suit your lifestyle needs. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks, low-sugar alternatives, or gluten-free pantry essentials, you can curate your own shopping experience with just a few clicks. And when you shop Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one-for- one membership matching program. You join and they give. I use Thrive Market every single month. I get our dish detergent, dish soap, and various other just basic household essentials that are low-tox and non-tox ingredients, and it is the easiest way to get all of my favorite clean items sent right to my door at an affordable price, I should add. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash she for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash she. Thrivemarket.com slash she. I think one of the biggest things, I remember I said something to Matt, like at one point I was like, I think I just need like an afternoon, like uh, almost like an anchor. Like even this is, I think one of the most practical things to implement when you are in like, when you're in the trenches of like a baby or little littles who are completely dependent on you, they're not at preschool yet, things like that. Having like an anchor, I had a friend actually recommend this piece of advice to me and it helped me a lot. Like, yeah, you might not be able to go out as often as you normally did. You don't have the same freedom, whatever. But if you can anchor, like connect with your spouse or whoever helps you with your children or who could help you with your children, you know, even if it's a a babysitter or whatever, to have like one afternoon a week for like two hours where you go on a walk with friends or you go to a coffee shop or you go to the gym, like just something to kind of like reset. And I've heard like when you have that kind of anchor in your week where you know like, hey, Thursday afternoon's my time, like it helps you kind of work toward that, you know, in the beginning of the week and then work out of it toward the end of the week or vice versa. It depends on when you do it. But that was a really helpful piece of advice to me when I felt like I was just trying to like survive a little bit of the like chaos and it helped me reset my mind, you know, every single week. And my husband, I gave, I made sure he had a time to do that too, you know, but just establishing like some sort of rhythm, even if it's not a ton of time, I think is just such yeah. a game changer. And I think we need to be given permission to do that. Oh yeah. And not only give him permission, but be reminded all the time, you do not need to feel guilty for this. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Because one of the most interesting things, uh, pieces of research I found in this book is that if you look at moms who are caring for children today, presently, mm-hmm. compared to 50 years ago, mm-hmm. we spend way more time actively parenting our kids than moms did 40 or 50 years ago, mm. which you would think is the other way around, right? Because mm-hmm. everyone's so busy and so mm-hmm. many women are working, but- A lot of women, even if they weren't working, they weren't actively engaged in childcare. Hmm. So like, it's not like 
moms 50 years ago were braiding their daughter's hair all the time, teaching them Latin. Mm -hmm. They were like literally locking their kids outside and saying, come home when the streetlight comes on. Mm -hmm. True. But we, we have this, like, I think a lot of it is also kind of social media fueled pressure Mm -hmm. to be perfect moms. And Mm -hmm. we think we need to be like doting on our kids every Mm -hmm. second. If we take any time away from them, it's time lost. that can never be regained. Mm -hmm. And of course, no wonder we're feeling bad, but we're feeling guilty for not living up to some standard that literally has never been there. Yeah, so true. Yeah. That's so – I've never thought of it like that, but when you put it that way – because I think you're right. And sometimes we look back and we're like, oh, back then moms didn't have social media and they weren't really working. They were stay-at-home. Like they were so much more engaged. But it's like, were they? They Like you said, they, they locked the door and said, come back in you know, five hours or whatever. So yeah, that's fascinating. And, and not yeah. as many people were homeschooling. There's just you know different – yeah, I think that's really interesting. Okay. Something else I want to ask about is you write about how being a great mom is less about what you do than who you are. And I think this is really critical because it's even like an identity thing. But you also say that if you want to do a good job and also enjoy motherhood, it's important not to abandon yourself in the process of mothering your children. Can we dig into that and what that really looks like? Yeah. I mean, that's really one of the big premise of the book that how you mother Mm -hmm. and how you care for your kids. It's not really about all the little day-to-day things. It's it's who you are. Mm. Because one thing uh, a therapist taught me years ago, she said that your your kids mm-hmm. will never be more emotionally healthy than you are mm-hmm. while they're living with you. Mm-hmm. And that stuck with me because I was like, I want my kids to have great boundaries. I want them to be able to give and receive love. Mm-hmm. I want them to be able to take personal responsibility, all the things we want for our kids. Mm-hmm. But I was like, if I am not making sure that I'm working on all that stuff for me, mm-hmm. how how am I going to teach them that? Because mm-hmm. we've all heard the old adage that more is caught than taught. Mm-hmm. I have to be living it to make sure they can catch it. Yeah. So the way I think of emotional health is it's a combination of our spiritual health, our marriage, our mental health, and our relational health, like our mm-hmm. relationships with other people. And as moms, what we need to be doing is making sure we're taking care of ourselves spiritually, mentally, mentally, and making sure our relationships are healthy. Mm-hmm. If we do those things, the natural overflow for our children mm-hmm. is emotional health. The mm-hmm. natural overflow of our household is one that is secure mm-hmm. and happy. Mm-hmm. Because I've talked to so many women who grew up in homes where their moms just kind of had a underlying kind of anger to them or mm-hmm. bitterness or resentment. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those women kind of felt like they needed to put their needs on the shelf and they needed to give everything to their children and their families. But it left their kids feeling like, hey, I'm not sure why mom's not happy mm-hmm. and I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Right. Mm-hmm. So if we as mothers go, hey, bless our mothers. They did the best they could if, mm-hmm. if it's if it's that kind of household. But in my household, I'm going to make sure I'm as healthy as I can be. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to make sure that I'm pouring into myself. So the natural overflow is happiness yeah. for my household. Mm-hmm. It's a game changing way to think about it. So instead of thinking like, I've got to do these 10 things to be a great mom. Instead, it's, I need to make sure I'm taking care of myself Mm -hmm. so I can be happy and healthy and I can give my whole family that blessing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So true. Yeah. It's a completely different way to think about it. It is, but it's like, you can be doing all the things and checking all the boxes on whatever type of style of parenting you want to be doing. But if you're miserable or grumpy or irritable or not very available or present, you're just like checking all the boxes, your kids are going to feel that. And I think that's an important reminder because it's like, it's better to maybe not check all the perfect boxes, but be the healthiest version of yourself and present for your kids and available in their life than doing all the right things and missing like 
the actual connection piece and completely losing yourself in the process. Yeah. And I mean, the thing is, what's most important to kids Mm -hmm. is that they have a relationship with a parent where they feel loved and secure. All of the other stuff, the pressure that society puts on us as moms to do this right, to do this and this Mm -hmm. and this, that's not what matters to kids. Mm -hmm. And anything, any pressure that we add on to our shoulders that Mm -hmm. take away our ability to just enjoy our day-to-day life Mm -hmm. and enjoy being around our kids, because hello, being around small children is not the easiest thing Mm -hmm. in the world, right? But any other pressure that we add to it just takes away from like a calm, happy life with our kids. Yeah. 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 So true. It's such a good reminder. Okay. Here's another thing I know you talk about. There's six mental health essentials that you recommend for every mom. Can you tell us a little on what these are? I think this is really interesting. Yes. Okay. So I love this because they're all free Mm -hmm. and pretty easy to do. (laughs) It's awesome. Um, Give give it it all to us, please. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Number one is sleep. Now, sleep is the hardest when you have little kids. I get it. But as soon as you get out of that kind of early newborn phase, Mm -hmm. sleep is really priority. Sleep is so fascinating because I found uh, in the research without enough sleep, it actually puts us at risk of depression and anxiety Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and wrinkles, which I thought was really interesting too. But what happens is, you know, our kids go to bed and then we go, this feels so great. I have time away from the kids. Mm -hmm. And before we know it, it's like 1 a.m. and that kid is going to be up at five, Mm -hmm. right? It really comes down to just making ourselves go to bed and getting like a healthy seven hours Mm -hmm. as soon as you get through the newborn phase. So sleep is really important. The next one, everybody knows water. Mm -hmm. But again, when we're taking care of little kids, we forget to take care of ourselves. Mm -hmm. Third is movement. Mm -hmm. And movement is great. It can be a quick walk because what it's going to do, it's going to help you have more energy. Mm -hmm. And it's going to protect your mental health and your emotional health. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing better for a baby who won't stop crying than to go in that stroller and then just cry outside for a little mm-hmm. while and you can feel better. Mm-hmm. Number four is quiet. Science has uncovered what a lot of people already knew, that prayer benefits our mental health. Mm-hmm. So just getting away, getting some quiet, having time for prayer, whatever that looks like for you, really important. Number five, super interesting, it's friendships. The research shows that moms who have two to three really strong friendships Not only are they happier, but at age two, their kids have higher cognitive development. Hmm. So it's not really like teaching your kid Latin or making sure you're doing phonics or this or this. It's actually having really good friendships Hmm. and having security with other moms. And then the last one is something that some therapists who spoke into the book taught me about. It's breath work. Mm. Just learning to take a few deep breaths will help re-regulate your system Mm -hmm. and it will get you out of that stressful fight or flight mode Mm -hmm. when, you know, you have a dog that's barking and Mm -hmm. a kid that's crying and this. just learning to go, okay, I'm just going to take a few breaths before I react. Mm -hmm. That saves moms from going into freak out mode. I mean, I've been there Mm -hmm. so many times. Mm -hmm. Um, But just really simple, just those six things, making sure you work that into every day, making sure you get enough sleep, you're hydrated, you're moving your body, you get some quiet, you have some time with friends, even if it's a phone call, Mm -hmm. and you have breath work. One of the things about friends that I think is a great idea that I teach in the book is as we have more kids and then we balancing work and so many other things, 
One thing that you can do is bundle your friend time with stuff you already have to do every day. Like I have mm-hmm. two friends and they can't really get away once a week and see each other. So what they do is they set up their iPads in their kitchen. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, every Tuesday night, they put in their AirPods and they make dinner together. Mm-hmm. So they're just catching up on the week while they're chopping vegetables and cooking. But like that's their 20 to 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. And so it's something they have to do anyway, but they're actually bundling friend time to make sure that they're getting that friend time, that. not together, but to make mm-hmm. them happy too. Yeah. yeah. And it's and together, it's a, just maybe not in person, but yeah. Yeah. And you're it's right. a great I think example so often, for kids. Yes. Well, and I think so often we think like in order to have friend time, I've got to go to coffee with them or I've got to schedule yeah. a date of some sort. And it's like, yeah, that's great if you can make that happen. But if it's not a season, you can do that. How can you work it into what you're doing? It's like so simple, but it's like amazing. It's like Ding, my like light bulb just went off. Yeah. I mean, I remember when my kids were little, I can't tell you how many days I would just pack them up and go to a girlfriend's house mm-hmm. and we'd, you know, put all the kids in the backyard and we would tackle an organizing project in a closet or, mm-hmm. you know, something like that where it's stuff that we need to do. Mm-hmm. But let's bring a friend along. Yeah. Let's make it easier. Yeah. yeah. Make it a little bit more fun too. Yeah, that's great. I love that. I actually have a friend that's coming. To, we're going to hang out, but we're going to organize my linen closet because she's like, what do you need to do before birth? And I was like, I need to organize my closet so I can like put more baby stuff in there and all the crib sheets and stuff. And she was like, great, I'll bring yeah. my kid and we'll put him in a pack and play and we'll do that and hang out and have lunch. I was like, cool. <laughs> so yeah, yeah see, you're bundling friend time. Yep, that's yep, great. That's great. Yeah. Okay. So one of the thing you touch on is you really encourage women to discover their own mothering style. And I love this. I want to just yeah. park here for a second. How can this practice push back on today's, you know, what I would say epidemic of mom guilt? Yeah. You touched on it earlier with all the different like parenting styles mm-hmm. and people's natural proclivities and mm-hmm. passions. Like for you, you're such an advocate for wellness mm-hmm. and just knowing like, these are the things I'm passionate about. Mm-hmm. This is the kind of mom I'm going to be. Mm-hmm. And really leaning into that because mm-hmm. there's no wrong way to do it. Mm-hmm. It's when we see how other people do things on social media mm-hmm. that we start going, oh, but that mom is this kind of mom. And this mom is really passionate about this. Mm-hmm. And then we feel guilty about it. Mm-hmm. But just kind of honoring our passions and our proclivities and what makes us happy is great. Like, when my kids were little, I was like, we probably went to the zoo two days a week. Mm-hmm. I was a stay-at-home mom. The zoo was free. We had a membership mm-hmm. and I love the zoo. Mm-hmm. I was not a crafty mom. Mm-hmm. That was not my mothering style. Mm-hmm. You were not going to see me sitting down and playing with glitter or Play-Doh or anything else. I hated it. Mm-hmm. But I knew what I was good at. And when I saw other moms mom in a different way, it I could remind myself, hey, that's not my jam. That's great for them but this is how I do it. And it helped me not compare. Mm, mm-hmm. So do you ever see things and you go, Oh, should I, should I be momming in that way? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. just, it's just a way to lean into like what works for us. Yeah. I love that. I think that's a great example too. Like if you're not crafty, that's okay. You know, if you're not really into all of the organic con, like that's okay. What else? You something like you're going to ruin your kid. It's just like pick the things that are pa- that you're passionate about and you're probably going to have reasons why you're passionate about it. Like I always look back and like, if I wouldn't have gone through the journey I did for motherhood, probably wouldn't have the same passion for a super like more like holistic leaning wellness lifestyle. Right. But like yeah. that's become a passion of mine through the journey I had to go through. Not everyone has that same journey. So that's okay. You know? And I think that that's important and very freeing to hear. It doesn't mean that you can't you know, maybe try some things other people are doing or see if you like it or if it it ends up being something you can implement. But this idea that like you have to be all mom styles because you're seeing them everywhere is like, 
unrealistic and exhausting. So I just, I did such a good like permission slip to be like, what works for you? You know? So yeah, thank you for sharing that. Okay. This has been so good. I have 7,000 other things I want to ask you, but to just kind of, (laughs) for the sake of simplicity, let's kind of wrap here. And I'd love if you can just share where we can hear more from you. Where can we get this book? Cause I think we, every mother needs this, whether you're about to be a mom or you've been a mom for 20 years, where can we hear more from you? Where can we get the new book? Yeah, I'm Allie Worthington all over the internet. The podcast is the Allie Worthington Show and Remaining You While Raising Them is everywhere. Amazon, of course, Target, Mm -hmm. everywhere you want to find it. Awesome. I love it. Well, Allie, thanks for taking the time. It's always such a joy to have you here. You always bring so much encouragement and wisdom and light to to this show. And I know it's just such a blessing to me and to everyone who's listening. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's always so fun to chat with you. Thanks for having me, friend. It's been great. I'd love to hear from you. It makes me so happy to see you tuning into this show. So if you're on Instagram, let me know what your favorite part of the show was by taking a screenshot of the episode you've tuned into and share it on your story. Tag me at Jordan Lee Dooley and tell me what your favorite quote or takeaway from today's show was so that I can see what's helping you and even feature what you share. This keeps me inspired and encouraged to keep creating new content And it's a great way to share something that your friends might love too. I can't wait to see you in Instagram world, my friend. Thanks for tuning in. To learn more about the She Podcast or to get involved in Jordan's growing community, visit jordanleedooley.com. Thanks for joining in today. Until next time, remain committed to intentional choices that refine your heart, faith, health, and work because your story is much too important to settle for anything less. You can make money the hard way becoming a bullfighter or save money the easy way with Xfinity Mobile. It sure beats making money as a human cannonball. Now through March 21st, learn how existing Xfinity customers can get a free line of unlimited intro for a year when they buy one unlimited line. That's hundreds of dollars in savings on your wireless bill. Visit XfinityMobile.com today. Restrictions apply. Xfinity Mobile requires Xfinity Internet. Reduced speeds after 20 gigabytes of usage per line. Data thresholds may vary.